0: Log Talk Radio. 2023, doesn't it seem like we just was in the first month? Doesn't it seem like 2023 just started? Well, for some people, that is the case. And for others, they're like, no, it seemed like this year was never going to end because I was dealing with this, this, and this. And some people are saying this year was such a blessed year. Whatever the case may be, I thank God that you're here with us on today and that you're supporting us on Blog Talk Radio and that you're listening to us on this Sunday morning and that God has given you your health and your strength in order to continue on that destiny and that that he still has you here for. So if you can't do anything else, I pray that you woke up saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. So I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia for her to pray for us and with us and whatever the Lord has given her for us on today. Minister Sylvia, can you pray for us?
1: Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to pray with and for the people, God. God, I thank you for being God in our lives. God, I thank you for giving us the opportunity to come before you at any time, God. I thank you, Lord, for just knowing that you're there. God, I thank you for everything that you've done. We bless your name, God. We bless you. We praise you, O Lord. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and the praise, God. For God, without you, there's nothing can be done. With you, everything can be done, God. We thank you for letting us be in our right mind to be able to put a request out before you, God to be able to accept your blessings, oh God. We thank you, oh Lord. God, we come before you on today asking you to forgive us every sin, oh Lord. Asking you to come into our hearts and live, oh God. Asking you to come in and clear our minds, God, with nothing but thoughts and nothing but the desire to meditate on your word, God. Nothing but the desire to meditate In you, God, to meditate on you, to meditate about you, O God. We thank you, God. We ask you for to keep our hearts on the altar before you, O Lord. Forgive us of our sins, O God, as we pray for the people, Lord, asking you to open their hearts and minds and their mouths to have a conversation with you, God, to repent, to come before you to stand before you, to kneel before you, to lay prostate before you, O oh God. We come before you, O oh Lord, as a people, asking you for many things, but first and foremost, to forgive us of every sin, O oh God. Mm-hmm. God, we just want to say, we know the weather's is changing, and people are out here. In this world, oh Lord, the people out here in Chicago, the immigrants, the regular homeless, people that's here, oh God. God, don't let them keep making it where it's about them, those, and us, God. Put a desire in leaders and a politician's heart to see it's about everyone. Consider everyone the same, oh God consider the people that vote for them as well as the ones that can't. God, we just want to say we are not just numbers. We are not just objects. People can move here and there, God. So they don't have the power that you have. They don't have the knowledge and the will that you have. God, we know that you have put people here that do have that. But God, stop letting people be In the mindset that they are God. God, we just want you to be our Lord, our Savior. Give us the heart to come before you. Give us the heart to come to you. Give us the words to say. Give us the words to speak. Give us the words that mean true and meaningful things before we ask you, God, and we be honest for you, God. Heal the sick and the brokenhearted, God. Deliver, set free. Bring us before you with clean hands, a pure heart, oh God. Those that have issues where they're shut up and shut away, God, we pray that they face them not, God. Continue to heal, O oh Lord. Continue to put the yes down in our spirit that so we speak out of our mouth concerning you, O oh God. As COVID and RSV try to relish the land, God, we ask you to protect your people, God. Protect the people. Protect the babies. Protect our loved ones. Cover our families, God, from head to toe from front to back, God. Keep our armies of danger and death away, oh God. God, as we talk among ourselves with family members, God, let us have an open heart, a willing spirit to work with, to listen to, to desire to help. God, give us the heart that you plan for us to have. You give us the will and the way, oh God. God, everything that we need, Lord, and we come before you and ask. If we don't put it in the right word or the right frame, God, blame it to our head and not our heart. So we desire it to please you, to obey you, to love you, To worship you and tell everybody about you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen, amen, and amen. Before I get into both things um, that God has placed on my heart um, this morning, I want to share a quick um, thing that happened. I have a family member who was in between jobs. And they didn't want to tell me, but something ended up happening where they confided in me that something that many of us um, don't think about um, that had happened to them. And what it was, was they had just left one job And started another job And so they said to me um, I was just wondering If you can cover us In so many words While I'm in between jobs Because while they were in between jobs It meant that they did not have a life insurance and insurance. And so during this time, um, someone was injured and they called me panicked because um, the person was injured. And I tell you that because they called me because they knew that I had a nursing license and that although they could have went to the emergency room, if they had have went to the emergency room, it would have cost them a lot. And so I immediately, I had something planned that day. I dropped everything, and I went over there to assist them. And I went over there a few days to assist them to show them how to care for what had happened But what had blessed me Was that They listened to the Holy Ghost They allowed the Holy Ghost To let them know that For the next 30 days They would be without Health insurance And life insurance, and things of that sort. But they wanted to know if I would be willing to use what the Lord had already blessed me with to cover them. And so I said yes. And the reason that I bring that up is because my mother and my father, but mostly my mother, would always say to us, don't have your family crying twice. My mother said this so often, but she was born in 1922, you know, when um, many people weren't allowed, people of color, let's just be honest, weren't allowed to get educated and educations and stuff like that. But she always, even while she was on fixed income and while she was employed, she made sure that her life insurance policy and that our father's life insurance policy was kept up to date. Where my dad oftentimes, opposite of my mom, would say, just put me in a box. Just put me in a paper box. Don't, you know, be going out doing this or that. I mean, he didn't didn't care about that. But my mom, she didn't want us to have to, as she said, cry twice. And as a young person, I didn't quite understand it until I started seeing so many people leave this world without insurance. And in some cases, people would have left the world and they've had insurance, but the people that had the insurance on them was being selfish. They were like, this is for me. And they didn't use that um, insurance to, you know, for burial things. And we could have done the same thing. You know, when our parents uh, passed, we could have been like, oh, Okay, let's go ahead and divide this money and do whatever. But my mother's motto of don't make the people cry twice. And I want to share a few biblical scriptures with you on this subject, and then I'm going to move on to the next subject that God has given me. Proverbs 13 and 22 says, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Mm. First Timothy 5 and 8 says, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, especially their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Hebrews thirteen five and six says Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? First Timothy five and sixteen. If any woman who is a believer has widows in her care, she should continue to keep, to help them, excuse me, and not let the church be burdened with them so that the church can help those widows who are really in need. Pass through the waters. This is Isaiah 43 and 2. I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be buried, and the flames will not set you ablaze. Romans eight and twenty-eight. And we know that all things, God. We and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Romans thirteen eight and ten. Let no debt remain outstanding. Except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others will fulfill the law and the commandments you will not commit adultery, you will not murder, you will not steal, you will not covet, and whatever other command there may be are all summed up in one command. Love your neighbors as yourself. Love does not harm thus love does not love does no harm. To a neighbor, therefore love Is the fulfillment of the law And the reason that I know That this is a very important Subject, is just Because of the attack of the enemy Of how he doesn't even want me to share these Scriptures And I'm going to Say one other scripture and then I have Something I'm going to say before I move on To the next thing That God has for me on today Exodus 12 and 13 The blood will be a for you are the houses Where you are When I see the blood I will pass over you No destructive plague Will touch you When I strike Egypt How many of you know That This is I believe this is my philosophy I just want to put that out For first and foremost, that there are people tithing to churches and ministries that the churches don't help the families when that person dies, but you've been tithing there for years and years and years. So the church is here to help others. But if you're tithing somewhere and then you have a need, whether it's for um, a burial or whatever, and that church isn't there for you, I don't understand that. I really don't. Now, if you're not tithing somewhere and you have a need and you go to the church to help, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that particular thing. I'm talking about people that have a need, whether it's for burial services or whether it's for life insurance or whether it's for their rent or whether it's for food and shelter, no matter what it's for. And you're not just tithing, but you're giving offerings and you're pounding the pastor every time it's their birthday and your anniversary services, you're doing all of this stuff. But then when you have a need, all you get is a, not even, I mean, you might get a hug or oh, brother and sister this or that. There's churches that are out there giving people coats, uh, bicycles, different gifts on Christmas and holidays and things of that sort, I would ask you all to rethink that, and maybe instead of giving bikes out and coats out and things of that sort, maybe you can give out assistance when it's time for the family member to be buried, or maybe you can give out life insurance policies, even if everybody... At your church when they give their tithes and offerings You set aside a few dollars For every member Say they give you $100 a month You set aside $10 a month For that family And I think if you do that Every month that's $120 And I think Ten years later, based off of the interest, that would be more than $1,200. And even at $1,200, you say, oh, that's not enough. Well, maybe you can take out $100 out of everything that they give you. Or maybe you can ask the wealthy people in the church to set aside a fund for that. And maybe you won't have big extravagant home going services but enough to take care of basic home going service and if the family wants to do something extravagant they can pay for that on their own just a thought because there's too many people making us cry twice as my mother said we don't want to cry twice because we lost you And because now we're going in debt, or even if we're not going in debt, we're having to go into whatever it is, fund that we had set aside. And many times, as I said, it's not because a person didn't have an insurance policy, but it's because who they entrusted their policy for, or even their money in, was all about themselves. Now I'm going to share a few things that I wrote on Facebook. One of them was on the fifth, and I said, As I stand and trust in our word and your word, your Holy Spirit, and you, Father God, while reminding others that you are God, not humankind, that means I allow and accept the fact that people are human. And yet it does not mean that I do not see that God is working and transforming you, me and others, and the entire situation for his glory. God will get the glory out of this, that, here, and over there as well because God is God, period. Watch God. And then on the seventh, I wrote, yes, Lord, I declare and decree I want to. And I need to decrease so that you, Father God, Daddy God, can and will increase in every area of my life, every nanosecond, day, week, month, year, decade, and more for eternity. And then I put another post out and I, um, you know, shared it with a few people and that post said, a lot of folks believe the finest day for mankind was, in a man, was when a man set a foot on the moon. But my friend, the real finest day for mankind was when Jesus stepped out of the, my mind. My, my. And then another one that said, Father, lead me because I can't do this alone. So let's know that we can't do things alone, but let's put our dependence on God. Many of us are putting our dependence on what we can do, our money, our economic status. Hour this, our that. Well, I would challenge you to put it on God because he said to lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. And when we lay aside every weight that so easily besets us, we actually give it to God. We actually say to God, God, I trust you. Not what I can do, but I trust you. Let's stop making excuses and start asking God for a strategy to do what we need to do. Because hear my heart when I say this, baby, we're making too many people not only cry twice, but cry several times. Because of our lack of preparation. And I'm going to say that again. Because of our lack of preparation and consistency. God is consistent. In Genesis 7, verses 1 through 17, it talks about how God gave Noah a plan. Nobody supported Noah when God gave him the plan, when he gave him the strategy to be prepared for the flood that was coming. He had to do this thing all by himself while people mocked him and laughed at him. And some maybe even said that he couldn't do it. But Noah trusted God. He trusted God enough That even the first scripture said, then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all of your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me, talking about himself, in this generation. Our righteousness is before God. We need for God to tell us to come into his ark of safety and even our whole household. Because remember, Noah obeyed God, not his household. We can save our whole household because we listen to God. So in verse 5, it says, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Not only did God say to him in the first verse that his righteousness was before him in this generation. In the fifth verse, God said that Noah did all, not some. Not 50% Not off and on But he did all That the Lord commanded him He brought in the Two by two You know the male and the female Because once he finished Doing all that God had commanded him To do In the 10th verse It came to pass After 7 days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. Question. Are you on the seventh day of what God told you to do? Ooh, my, my, my. God, I didn't expect to say that. That's, who. ha, mm, da, Are you on the seventh day of what God has commanded you to do? It says and he came to and it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. Think about this. The word of God reminds us that the God we serve it says when the enemy comes in like a flood the Lord will lift up a standard. Hmm. Is this that seventh day that that flood is coming in that the enemy is trying to come in with versus when God came in with the flood and the reason that he came in with the flood, which he said he wouldn't do again, is because the people had rejected him. But in the 13th verse, it says, On the very same day, Noah, Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and Noah's wife. And their three
1: wives,
0: other sons, was with them. See, even the people that are the in-laws are in love. They were saved because of Noah." Righteousness that God had seen Because of Noah's obedience to God Now hear this last verse Because I'm going to talk about this last verse Not the last verse in this particular um, chapter It says in verse 16 So those that entered Male and female Of all flesh Went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. He enters in male and female of all flesh. Why is it important for us to know that God put male and female, not all males, not all females, Procreation, remember when he told us to multiply? Mm. That multiplication is male and female. And in this society, we have allowed the enemy to take us back to the Sodom and Gomorrah days, and we're trying to get God to shut us up. <laughs> Get out ocean. We're trying to get God to approve of this mess of male-on-male male and female-on-female, female, and we're trying to get God to shut us up in that. Mm-mm. You're going to be on the outside of the ark because God said that he blessed Noah's entire household because Noah did what God said. Which was two by two Of all flesh And of that Two by two Which he breathed life into Talking about God One was a male And one was a female That's a whole other message But God wanted me to bring that out The Amplified version says Those which entered Male and female of all flesh Entered as God had commanded Noah Noah Remember, God saw Noah as righteous, and the Lord closed the door behind him. Not Noah, because remember, Noah had sealed it. Yes, he did. But how many of you know that there's a difference in man sealing something versus God closing something? Because, see, when God closes the door, no man can open it. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. Another version says the same, those that entered, male and female of all flesh, entered as God had commanded, and the Lord closed the door behind them. Mm, the seal of God, my, 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 The message version says that that The day of Noah and his son Shem, Ham, Shephath Accompanied his wife And his son's wife Boarded the ship And with them every kind of wild Domestic animal right down To all kinds of creatures And crawl and Kinds of birds and anything That flies they came to Noah to the ship In pairs Everything and anything Had Breath of life in it Male and female Of every creature Came just As God had commanded Noah Then God shut The door behind him One of them says "Closed." One version And one of them say shut mm. Verbiage declares That God Shut the door behind him the verbiage in the Bible declares that God closed the door up on the ark after Noah enters and his family with him and the animals and birds and uh, creatures, male and female. Then God shut it. See, that is miraculous. It means to preserve him and to preserve them is why God closed, sealed, and shut up the door. From the violence of the waters and the rage of the men who had rejected God and rejected what God had said to do. But see, when you are obeying God, God has a covenant with you that ensures your safety. So although you may not have an ark as it was in Noah's day in the beginning, there's a safety in the presence, in the will, in the obedience. Of obeying God Because see Water we use to wash our bodies And things of that sort But we see water Floods Killing people every day And monsoons And various Tornadoes And things of that sort But if the Lord Shuts you up If the Lord Closes the door If the Lord makes sure that after he seals you in, nothing else can get in. When the Lord closes it, it's done. Because whether he did it by the angels or he did it by his finger or his hand. When the Lord closes it, not water, because you know water can seep in through little cracks, but no water seeped in. The waters were coming from the top and the bottom. You'll still be safe. The people are swimming all around trying to get into the ark, but they've been rejected because of their own decision. They, I'm sure, were scoffing and hollering and doing all types of lamentations because they wanted to get in. But the Lord himself Had sealed the ark In preparation of the flood The Lord himself Is credited with closing up the ark The Lord himself Is showing us the symbolism Of understanding His salvation plan His plan For the people of God That have not rejected him Because see When you reject him You're shutting the door You're shutting the door To the preached word of God And although God is patient He gave those people 120 years Of preaching From Noah God for 120 years, not even relating it to that Noah was given 120 years to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and people were still rejecting him, rejecting Noah and rejecting God. But see, sooner or later, there will be a stop. To the preaching And to the teaching My, 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 my Sooner or later God's going to shut that door You know what? I choose to be on the inside of the ark My, 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 my. I choose for me and my whole family to be on the inside of the heart. God sees that I'm righteous, and he allows my whole family to be on the inside because of our relationship to Jesus Christ. Mm. I'll accept it. Some of you may say, but how do I know if I'm on the inside or the outside of the ark of God? Well, some people say you'll know because of the anxiety over your decisions that you are feeling. Some people say you'll know because whatever you've made a decision about has no opportunity for advancement, or even peace, or even a way of escape to a better way. It is oftentimes said, and I do believe this one, that what you're pursuing is in disagreement with the scriptures. There's an obvious sign that the word of God and your choice do not align. They don't mix. And God will give you a confirmation of the better way to go. And so now it's up to you to choose that opportunity that God has given you that will give him all the glory that will make you depend upon him. I had talked earlier about um, life insurance, burial insurance. Some people Say, I don't have it, but depend on him because God has made a way. Now you have to research it. It may not be something that's just given to you. You might have to seek God so that you won't say that my mother, my sister, my brother told me about this, but you may have to hang on to the arms and the horns of God to get this information. To get what it takes Because see God wants you to depend on him I know my mom and dad Had to depend on God When they had a fixed income You know why? Because They were both working What a lot of people call Blue collar jobs But they had children They didn't just have boys They had girls Growing girls. My, did you hear me? They had growing girls. But they had a way stretching the things that God had given them. You know why? Because my mother trusted in God. And because my mother trusted in God, Her whole household was accompanied
1: in that.
0: God blessed us because our mother trusted in him. See, Psalms 91 talks about the security of one who trusts in the Lord. It talks about how the Lord protects and how the Lord covers and how we don't even have to be afraid in our very mind but we could rely on knowing that God is going to answer our prayers. That's what Psalms ninety one talks about. And Matthew twenty four, thirty seven and thirty nine talks about how the coming coming of the Son of Man, the Messiah, will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking Marrying and giving in marriage until the very day when Noah entered the ark. And they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be unexpected. Judgment. So see, everything that's happening is going to be just like when the flood comes. When Jesus returns, 1 Peter 3 and 17 talks about, For it is better if if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins and just for the unjust. And he might bring us to God, being put to death in flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient when once long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein true that it is eight souls were saved by the water. My, my, my. See how it's talking about the days of Noah and how he was obeying God and how. God had him prepare the ark. What is it God has you prepared? Hebrews 11 and 17. By faith, with confidence in God and his word, Noah being warned by God about the events not yet seen, and reverence prepared an ark of, for the salvation of his family. By this act of obedience, he condemned The world and became An heir of the Righteousness which comes by faith What are you Leaving for your heirs See it's all tied To the life insurance What's your life insurance plan Christ should be Your life insurance plan Which is the ark of safety But still there's things that you must Do to prepare Your heirs He is Our hope, Christ is. He is our door, that one door that God is going to seal our salvation with. My, my, my. John 6 and 37 says, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will in no ways cast you out. John 14 and 16, once we are in Christ, we are secure And will not lose our salvation 2 Corinthians And this will be um, from the 5th chapter And I want you to hear This first verse The 11th verse Read 11 through 21 But hear this first verse Therefore since we know the fear of the Lord And understand the importance of obedience and worship We persuade people to be reconciled to him But we are plainly known to God He knows everything about us And I hope that we are plainly known Also in your conscience Your God-given discernment Even in Revelations Three Verses 7 and 8 When God is talking to the churches Of Philadelphia He reminds them And to the angel Of the church in Philadelphia writes These are the words of the Holy One The True One He who has the key to the house of David He who opens And no one will be able to shut He who shuts No one opens I know your deeds See, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut, for you have a little power and have kept my word and have not renounced or denied my name. See, he is talking about the open door and the shut door. Remember that God will close the door symbolically like he did in the days of of Noah and the hypocrites and those that reject him will be on the outside. Some will be because of their pride and their vanity and their selfishness and self-centeredness. But Noah was accompanied within the ark of God, remember, because of his righteousness that was seen by God. And because of that, he was on the inside of the safety and the protection of God. But yet, Even in Revelations 3, verses 20 through 22, the lukewarm church was told, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me, and to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on the throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. And one last thing, just as a nugget. Why do you think that there's five letters in the name of Satan and Santa? Santa talks about a temporary happiness, and Satan is connected to a permanent condemnation of suffering. They both have five letters. It's just where the end is is placed. Now, is Jesus who you're looking for in the end? Because in the end, Santa and Satan is about the placement of the end. But in the end, the true end, I pray that you do not reject Jesus and that you are eternally accepting Jesus Christ, because. In the end, rejecting Jesus means acceptance of the devil, and it means insurance of internal damnation and condemnation. So in the end, are you choosing Santa or Satan? In the end, are you choosing Jesus or the devil? I turn the program back over to you, Minister Sylvia. Minister Sylvia, are you available? Okay, I guess Minister Sylvia isn't available. So don't forget, this is our week of having iron sharpened iron. And during iron sharpening iron, which will be the second a Monday of the month, at eight p.m. Central Standard Time, Pastor Troy will be our speaker. So come on and join us for Iron Sharping Iron. And then on Wednesday, Minister Sylvia will have her podcast, and she usually has it at four p.m. each day. And she'll share whatever the Lord has given her doing that four p.m. Pro- podcast. And then she'll come back on Friday night at nine p.m. Central Standard Time for another. Version of let's talk and she'll Say whatever the Lord and share Whatever the Lord has given her but Do know this on Sunday if the Lord Allows we will be back we will be Back for another broadcast God has Given us to share with you remember Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33 but seek ye first the kingdom Of God and his righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you. Because in the end, the righteousness that God sees in us is what matters. Not what mankind sees, but what God sees. And know in the end, God is going to give us some rhema strategies and things that he wants us to do, and we're going to have to depend on him. Not mankind, not humankind. In order to do it So if you haven't heard anything else I pray that you heard That your Last choice In the end Let it be Jesus Christ Bye bye